Yes, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Dribble Podcast. My name is Craig O'Donoghue from the West Australian newspaper, taking you through another season of talking to guests from the Perth Wildcats, Perth Lynx and WA Basketball in general to give you the best insight possible into what's happening in the sport throughout this state. In this week's episode, I'll be talking to Perth Wildcats import Brady Manick about his journey to the NBL, plus with Australian basketball icon Lauren Jackson preparing to play in WA on Thursday, we'll talk to Perth Lynx star Jesse Edwards about what it's like to be coached by her back in 2019. But first, let's talk to this man. Slam down! Manic with a grown man's jam! Yes, the grown man jam, Brady Manic with the grown man beard. He's a superstar at the moment. Welcome to the Dribble Podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Now, you are a fascinating story at the moment, and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you this week, because I love what's actually happening with your family right now. You've had your dad here earlier, and now you've got your mum, Tina, and your aunt, Tonya, who are in Perth, but they've been travelling to Brisbane, they've been to New Zealand, they've been to Sydney this week as well. They've been everywhere, and it must be really cool to have so much support at the moment from the family. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, for them to have uh, availability and flexibility to be able to leave home for a few weeks and come hang out with me and come watch some basketball and just spend some time here. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, no one in my family had ever been to Australia except for me a few years ago, and uh, they were all really excited to come. And now, since it's cold at home and it's getting warmer here, they're, they're loving it. They are hardcore, your mum and aunt. Like, they, they, they weren't on your flights, is my understanding. They were, they were flying by themselves. They, so they got to Brisbane, then they took the really early flight to New Zealand to make the most of their day there, and then spent 12 hours in Sydney in the layover so they could see the, the, the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House and Manly before flying back here. They love their touring, don't they? Yeah, definitely. If they're going to come all this way, they're, they're going to spend some time and be tourists. Um, yeah, but it's, it's been really good having them around, and I think they're enjoying themselves. How good has it been to have them at actual games? Like, your dad was here watching you play as well. Like, to know that you've got your family here to, to watch you in action, it's very rare for the imports to have their parents able to come over because it's so far away and they don't get the opportunity with holidays and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, for me, uh, it's nothing new. I've had the support of my family and then really the mom dad aunt uncle have uh, been really on the on the move the last few years and uh they've been traveling with me all the way from we started in high school all the way through college then i transferred and then now here we've had a really good group of people travel and people want to watch me play and uh it's it's really special like you said not many people get that chance and i'm thankful enough to have their availability from jobs and personal lives and just have them around so were you, were you big travelers when you were living in oklahoma as you were growing up or has this been something that they've been able to do uh since since the, all their kids have grown or was traveling america something you did when you were a kid as well no we weren't very big travel people uh we would you know just go hang out at the lake or uh, anything it, what really started the travel for us was uh little league baseball um, we started playing really competitive Little League Baseball, uh, traveling anywhere around Oklahoma, around Texas. Uh, went to Florida a couple times. Um, really just uh, really big into baseball. And then basketball kind of grew on me and my brother in high school. And we kind of stuck with that and worked out for both of us to go to school for free. And that's when the real travel started of hitting road games and traveling just to see us play. So what were you as a baseball? What position did you play? 
so i was uh crazy story so i um was i was the little brother so my brother is a year older than me and he always played first and he played first base and i got stuck in the outfield because i was a year younger than everybody else but i loved the outfield and uh i ended up went got into kid pitch started pitching um so i played outfield and really pitched and then hit but uh never really never really played infield wasn't a ground ball kind of person i'd rather get a little bit more time to catch the ball and was it baseball that brought you to australia the initial time you mentioned coming out here or was it was it basketball or was no, it nothing i in- came with uh yeah so i came with the university of oklahoma um my going into my freshman year um playing basketball we spent a few days in auckland a few days in sydney and a few days in Cairns, and we uh played four games was here for about 14 days and uh yeah that was it was a lot of fun did that help you to make the decision to come to perth having been to the country and knowing that uh, not, not a bad place to live with some sun and some sea and some nice people and speaking english and things that a lot, that a lot of the players struggle to get when they when they're going to some of the european places yeah, I would say it helps, but um, yeah, being around helps. Um, I think it more kind of put a light on the league. Um, wasn't really about where I was going, but I knew a little bit more about the NBL because you don't really hear about it back home as much. Um, you hear a few star players, yada yada yada, but it was never it was never a big conversation. But when I came over here, I got I got to play against. Uh, teams obviously without the imports and some of the better players but i played the the kings and the taipans and uh just got familiar with it and yeah i think it helped the decision a little bit but uh just the familiarity with it you certainly played some big games over your time i don't reckon you've ever played in a bigger game than this one gotta keep manic off the glass love oh, and they don't oh a manic you saw that coming Raph. goodness nobody sought out manic Rise it to the occasion. So that occasion is the NCAA championship game against the Kansas Jayhawks in April. Brady had a double-double with 13 points and 13 rebounds. He can also throw in four blocks, but unfortunately his team lost. But there were 69,000 people there. That's more people that can fit into Optus Stadium. The only stadium big enough to hold it here in Australia is really the MCG or maybe the Olympic Stadium. Um, what was that experience like playing in front of that many people? It was unbelievable. Um, if you look at our season and our journey to get there, it wasn't supposed to happen. And for us to get a good draw in the NCAA tournament and then start winning games, start beating opponents, kind of the puzzle pieces started, you know, falling just right. And it was uh, it was unbelievable. And get to that game, um, it was really really special. Like I said, there's almost seventy thousand people there, and it filled up the New Orleans Saints football stadium. Uh, you have all kinds of students, fans, everybody's watching. Celebrities are there. It's 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 really cool. It's a very cool experience. Very cool stage to play on. And uh, for me, I'm just I'm just thankful I got that opportunity. It doesn't happen very often for many people. To be in a football stadium to play basketball, like we, we saw it here when the Australian team played the US in a World Cup warm-up game, and there was you know thousands of people in Melbourne at, at Marvel Stadium. But, but it, it's the the court almost got lost out there in such a big big arena. What was it like playing, looking up, going, man, this uh, this arena, this stadium is enormous. 
yeah it's cool um you know so they put it out there in the middle they pull some chairs some bleachers out um the stands feel like they just go out forever and there's so many people it's so loud uh the city on the way there's thousands of people walking around it is uh even if people don't play in it It, it's it's a it's a very cool experience to even just be at it is a it is a cool game and you were huge throughout the latter stages of that tournament the sweet the sweet 16 game you went 13 points and eight rebounds the elite eight you were 19 points and eight rebounds the final four was 14 points four rebounds and three blocks and then we mentioned the in the final what did playing on such a massive stage do for you from in terms of a development point of view a confidence a confidence point of view just everything to do with the game um, I think it, it, it helps a little bit, but, uh, for me, I kind of went into that tournament and that season, uh, knowing that it was my last year of college and I've got nothing to lose and might as well just enjoy it and have fun. And I think that's what we did. And, uh, us being there, we took advantage of making the tournament and getting good wins and we just kept building and building and we, we got there. I think, I think it, when by the time we got to the national championship, couldn't have much more confidence of going into stuff, and uh, we felt on top of the world, and it was it was so much fun. It had so much support, so it was uh, it's it's just really special. Um, you don't you don't really get that every day, and that doesn't happen to everybody. So for us to kind of sit back and think about how special we are, just to just to make it there, it was really cool. Talk about things that don't happen every day or to every everybody. Uh, being a Tar Heel meant you went to the same college as Michael Jordan, and you got to play in front of him in January uh, when the NCAA championship team from 40 years earlier got together and uh, celebrated their reunion. Tell me what it's like to look over and see Jordan courtside when you're trying to play. Yeah, it's strange. So we knew that they were recognizing the team. Uh, we didn't know if he'd be there. Um, we're warming up and kind of they kind of shut the curtains to the tunnel so people couldn't see who was back there. They they never do that. So that was kind of weird. And we started to get up for the national anthem and we're standing there. And right when the national anthem starts, he just kind of slips in and gets to the scores table uh, while everybody's occupied and uh, get to play in front of him. Had a really good game against NC State. Uh, we we got the win came into the locker room afterwards and spoke to us really cool it's a very uh weird feeling just to have someone of that uh legend status in front of you uh it's very cool uh getting to play at the same school is very cool and it was it was a very very awesome experience did he speak to you personally or did he speak to the entire team like how did did he approach it was a one-on-one conversation that went for 10 or 15 seconds with everyone or was it standing up for five minutes telling you how well you played as a group it was more uh, standing up in front of the team. Um, we weren't playing well throughout the season at that time, so he kind of gave us. Uh, wouldn't say it was a pep talk. It was more of a got to start listening. You got to start buying in. That that kind of talk. Um, and it was, it was it was very good. And he he he's very very cool to be around. And uh, it was it was an awesome experience. Now, we know you're known as a three-point shooter, and that day you nailed five of seven attempts from the perimeter, scoring 17 points as the team won a 100 to 80. Like, did, were you inspired by his presence that day? Did you look at it and go, this is my chance to you know, perform in front of the legend? 
I don't think so. I don't. I don't think that was the approach. But I think the approach was just uh, the atmosphere was really good. It was uh, against NC State, who's 20 minutes away. Um, it's a big, big rivalry, and uh, I think it was more just we got to win this game and let's have fun doing it. And him being there just made it even better. Kind of put a little bit more energy in the room. But that uh, yeah, was it. Was it was really cool. Do you pinch yourself a little bit that you know, the, the, the year that you've had, like to have that happen, to have the championship game happen, to have your professional career begin? Like it's a pretty big 2022, isn't it? Yeah, the last year and a half of my life has, has been very, very interesting. Um, I've I've done things that I didn't think I'd ever do. I've been places I didn't think I'd ever be, be to. And uh, yeah, I'm just very thankful. It's, uh, it's a very awesome experience. And for me to be able to, you know, transfer leave home go to a school make such an impact uh have an awesome year and then now play professional and still not have to sit at a desk and do a desk job i mean that's 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 what i it's what i want to do and that's that's why i want to play basketball so i'm i'm just really excited and thankful to still be playing it is a pretty cool job being a professional athlete, I would have thought. I mean, there's a lot of travel. Like, How hard was it when you arrived here without your family initially and had to settle into what's a really different environment to what you would have ever been used to? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, everybody's asleep during the day. Um, for me, I always talk to my parents, call them, talk to them, uh, play Xbox video games with my friends, and it's, uh, it's weird because everybody Everybody's on different time and uh you know having to move over here and having to figure stuff out on my own it, it was it was different but uh it was it's, it's been good so far it's been it's been a lot of fun and like like you said earlier my my family's been able to visit and been able to figure out the video game situation pretty well as well and you did have someone who you'd met before when you arrived here you and luke travis were actually at the g league elite camp uh before the nba draft at the exact same time did you realize that when you'd signed with the Wildcats, that, he, that you'd actually been with him in, in that room. Now, the 40 of you only who were at that camp. Did you realize that he, that he was a Wildcat when you were arriving over here? Yeah, when I signed, I, I, I realized um, when I was there, I, I didn't know. Um, so we were actually at the G League camp, and then I played against him in Summer League as well. Um, I was with Charlotte, and he was with uh, Cleveland. So um, I had seen him, I had been around him, never spoken to him or nothing, but uh, had played against him two different occasions. Yeah, one of the games you played against him at the G League camp, he actually scored over you in one play and you went down the other end and scored over him in the exact next play. It's amazing how little things happen, how the world comes together. You, you wouldn't, I doubt you'd remember that given there's so much that's been going on, but yeah, it's when you, the vision's available on YouTube, he goes up, makes a layup, and then you shoot a three-pointer straight over the top of him on the next act of play. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realise that, um, but I definitely... I, I remember him... I mean, you can't miss a guy who's got a mullet uh, in the middle of the G League camp i mean it's it's just uh, nobody else has one so i definitely remember him i definitely remember playing him and then i remember playing him summer league and uh, i got here and got to know him pretty well do you remember playing against john mooney another former wildcat when um you're, you're at college that you didn't you didn't only play him i think you only played him once but was he someone who who you recalled as well when you when you were signing over here yeah definitely um so i had uh known people that had known people who i'd kind of kept me in in the loop of how he was doing over here while he was playing here um so that was really that was that was a good 
push for me to come here as well. Um, but I remember playing them. Played at uh, played Oklahoma versus Notre Dame, and we played at Madison Square in New York. And uh, I had a pretty good game, and it was a lot, very fun. It was around Christmas time. It was a lot of fun. We had got a couple days to spend in New York City. So, I, again, had my travel crew, had my mom, my dad, my aunt and uncle. Uh, so it was, it was a very cool experience. And I remember playing him. Uh, I played a lot of guys in college. And uh, it's weird to see the guys that have come through the NBL and guys that have kind of crossed paths but hadn't really spoken to, but they've kind of been in the same situation as me. And since being here, you've been to an AFL final. Uh, you've been to Kings of Leon and had some weird jersey on stage. You've been to Guns and Roses. Um, you've been doing a bit off off the court. Like you've really embedded yourself into the the lifestyle of, of being in Western Australia. What's been the highlight so far off the court of all all the cool things you got to do? So I would say there's there's two. Um, the Kings of Leon was a lot of fun. Got to take a few of the guys, and it was just weird because it just kind of fell in my lap and. Uh, I'd, decided to take a few of the guys with me um i didn't expect anything to even go to that i didn't know they were even coming to town until like four days before and that was a really cool experience i think everybody enjoyed it and then the other one was the crocodile park in darwin that was a lot of fun i was the only player that actually went but it was a lot of fun got really close to some massive creatures and uh got got to have a nice little experience up there so that a dream? That's been something you'd, look, you'd been looking at before you got here, was it? Yeah, um, you know, I'd, I'm growing up in America. You watch Steve Irwin and stuff, and uh, it's just kind of, kind of what people think of Australia, and I, it's what I wanted to do when I got here. So I uh, definitely took advantage of it. Hopefully, Wildcats fans can scream out "Crikey!" next time you, you do something impressive on the court. It was a huge win for the team last weekend with the victory over New Zealand, and now you travel to Adelaide. That's where you had your breakout game earlier in this year. You must be, uh, be feeling really confident going into that one yourself. Yeah, I'm just excited to see where we're headed. Um, I know we've had a few bad games, but we've also had some good flashes. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what happens and uh, just get back to it. Uh, we got to keep building. Got to keep playing well and uh, got to look at that last game and some earlier games in the season for what we need to do to win. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great to see the, the, the upward trajectory that we've seen for you since that Adelaide game and how, how well you've been shooting and, and, and having such an impact for the team. So hopefully that continues for Wildcats fans. Hopefully your, your mum and your aunt continue to enjoy being in Australia and we'll look forward to seeing you, hopefully, as, as the team uh, maintaining this uh, winning run this weekend when you play against Adelaide. So thank you very much for coming on to the dribble. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Our next guest is a fantastic sporting story. She's the Perth Lynx Centre, who is the daughter of a WA football legend, earned her first WNBL opportunity as a 17-year-old and has travelled the world to fulfil her basketball dream. Garvin inside to Edwards. Ed3 goes back to Edwards, puts up the jump shot that's good for two. Edwards takes on Scherf and does it exceptionally well. Yeah, she's becoming a very important part of the Perth Lynx. Jessie Edwards, welcome to the Dribble Podcast. 
Thank you for having me. Now, big week for the club this week, big week for basketball in this state because Lauren Jackson is coming to town and everyone will be talking about her and a lot of people will be looking at her going, I wonder what it's like to uh, play against her or to have an involvement with her. You've actually been coached by her, which is a really unique position to be in. Um, you were at, under her at the Albury-Wodonga Bandits in 2019. What was that like? Well, I was honestly uh, really shocked when my agent called me and he was like, oh, Albury-Wodonga um, wants you to go and play for them and their coach is Lauren Jackson. So I was pretty surprised because like a lot of girls, I looked up to her growing up playing basketball and um, yeah, she's such a lovely person to play under and I honestly learned so much from her so I'm really grateful to have that opportunity to have played under her. So you had a really big year under Lauren too, you averaged 17 points and 8 rebounds per game, what did you learn the most from her at that point? I would say um, a lot about physicality in the post and I mean she's one of the best to ever do it right so um, a lot about physicality and finishing and just working with my teammates, I had an incredible team with me there. I had Nat Hurst and Hannah Zavik and um, so many other amazing players with me. So it would be unique, I would have thought, to have a coach who's played your position before. Were you able to actually get out on the floor and do things with her or was her body banged up to the point where she really wasn't able to do too much at that point? At that point, she was still pretty banged up though. Um, I was lucky enough to get uh, some individuals where I would uh, play offense in the post against her and even though she was still pretty banged up at that point. Uh, she was still pretty tough to play against, I'm not going to lie. Was it intimidating to have been under her or was it exciting to have been coached by her? Like, it'd be a really unique position, I would have thought, when you haven't played WNBL for a few years at that point um, because you, you'd left the West Coast waves and gone to college. So you've come back and all of a sudden it's like, this superstar is teaching you how to play. How did you find it? Well, honestly, at first... Um, when I first got to meet her in person, I was a little bit starstruck because I was, I was thinking like, oh my God, she's right in front of me. But I thought I have to play it cool. So I just acted like as best as I could, uh, like a normal person. And um, yeah, I was really excited to play under her. And um, I, I just knew what an opportunity it was to be able to be taught by one of the best to ever play. What sort of a coach was she? Everyone's got their own different style. Can you remember what 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 she sort of honed in on? I think um, she was a really unique kind of coach. I haven't had another coach like her before. She was very very um, player oriented in the sense that um, she gave a lot of trust to us players, um, while still guiding us, of course, as the coach. But um, you know, asking all of our players' opinions on things and very um, very team centered, player centered approach. And, of course, then she made the comeback and ended up playing for the Albury Bandits um, in the NBL 1 and then went to the World Cup where she got the perfect exit on the international stage. We'll always remember Lauren Jackson's last game. Stand up and applaud Australia. How good is this? One of the all-time greats in any sport that this country has produced. She goes out on her terms. Lauren Jackson, you bloody superstar. And she was sick over the weekend with gastro and couldn't play, but she is 100% fit now to come and play in Perth. It'll be the first time she's been here in a game since 2009. Um, what do you think it'll be like to play against her? I think, first off, I just think it'll be it'll be a tough matchup, to be honest. Like, even though, you know, she's a little older now, she's still incredibly, incredibly tough 
as a player and a person. So I think it's definitely going to be a tough matchup against her. She's so unique in so many different ways. Um, you're, even though her build is different to yourself. So when you match up on someone like that, you'd be accustomed to probably Lauren Scherz to be bigger than you as well. Um, how, how do you uh, focus on what your strengths are going to be and how you're going to use that against her? Mm, well, I'm clearly not as um, as strong as her, but I'm just going to have to use um, my agility and speed, I think, um, to try and beat her that way because I don't think I'm going to outmuscle her. <laughs> no, I think many people can outmuscle her, can they? <laughs> your your journey, it's quite remarkable. It started at the Calamunda Suns at just 14, then you get your chance at the West Coast Waves when you were 17, went to college in the US, then you played in Germany, went over to Albury, then got your chance in the WNBL against, uh, again in Adelaide, had one season with the Lynx, lost your spot, went back to Coburn, and now you're with the Lynx again. It's, it's, a, it's a long road, isn't it, to, to, to be successful. You have to be prepared to have a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was um, back, in, back in high school and I had decided that one of my goals, basketball-wise, was to play for the Perth Lynx. And I've been saying it my whole career since I've been in the U.S., when I was in Germany, when I was in Albury, Wodonga, every single year I've been saying I want to play for the Perth Lynx. And so um, I suppose just being persistent and not giving up has been one of the biggest things in my basketball journey. As you said, I've bounced around, you know, like from country to country to different states and things like that. But just, um, yeah, keeping that goal in mind has been one of the biggest things for me. So I'm super happy to finally be back playing for Perth. So that most recent NBL One West season where you were terrific, like you dominated um, in nearly every game, and was that a goal that you'd set to get back onto the list by by just forcing Ryan's hand and saying, you have to pick me? Absolutely. That was, <laughs> that was pretty much my goal um, the summer that I didn't get back into the team. I worked really, really hard in the off-season um, with, uh, you know, Andy Stewart, who's down at Coburn now. Um, I worked with Tyrone as well. Just I Every every session I went down, my my mantra in my head was, I'm just going to improve so much that Brian's going to have to pick me again. <laughs> and you're a different player now as well. C- compared to the, the hub year in Queensland, you're a vastly different player. You've got more skills, a diff- a more diversity in the way you play. What, what did you focus on to make yourself that player? I really focused on um, getting more comfortable playing outside because Ryan's offense is um, such a spread the floor kind of offense that you really have to be able to either shoot competently when you need to from the outside and also just feel comfortable moving the ball around the outside. And um, that's one of the major things that I was focusing on during my offseason. We spoke to you a couple of weeks back when we had the story about yourself and Emma Gandini and Amy Atwell and your famous families on the back page. Your dad, Craig, is a Sandover medalist in the waffle and is at every single game. Um, <laughs> he's been, he, he loves watching you and he was telling me that day when we were chatting that he never took it easy on you. You two, when you went head-to-head, it was always a tough contest in the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> he actually, um, when I was playing against him once, he threw the basketball at the backboard so hard that it cracked it. So he he certainly never went easy on me. He he always uh, made me work for the baskets that I got. <laughs> but sadly, you did lose your mum to um, 12 years ago now. Um, you, you were so young uh, when, when she passed. Uh, how did you get, get through that? It was honestly a bit tough for me because I hadn't really you know experienced any kind of 
big loss or that before. But I suppose just having um, the support of my friends and my family and just um, working through that and, you know, it's something that's going to hurt for a while, obviously, so time always helps that kind of thing too. But um, definitely having, you know, those personal connections to be able to lean on people helps a lot. And from a, from a sporting perspective, when you're travelling the world like you have and you haven't got – you've got your dad, obviously, but you haven't got that relationship where you can call your mum and just sort of, you know, vent over being upset with you know, how you're playing or missing home and those sort of things. We know the relationship between mother and daughter is so different. Like, have you found that to be a real challenge as you've travelled? Yeah, I think so. It's always challenging to be away from home and away from your friends and your family. But luckily, um, I – I'm really close with my dad and he's, uh, <laughs> he won't let me saying it, but he wasn't a very good listener previously, but I've, um, I've got him to the level where he'll uh, listen to me, you know, like uh, with my problems and such without, without always trying to give me the, you know, like solutions to them. Sometimes you just want to vent, you know, so um, no, I've, I've, I'm lucky to have uh, my dad. I'm, I've got a really close relationship with him. So uh, I, I often will call him to talk about, you know, any problems or that that I'm having. And having his sporting background as well, when uh, it's, it's different having a dad or a mum or anyone who, in, in the family who knows something about sport and knows that the pressures that are associated with it, when it's really tough, is, is it nice to be able to just turn around and say, oh, you've experienced this, tell me, what, tell me what you reckon about this, or the coach is annoying me, how did you find your coaches, or th- things that we all talk about when we come away from a sporting event? Oh yeah, absolutely, I'm so grateful that he's been in the same situation as me, not only to have played sport, but to have played it professionally as well. Um, It's really good to be able to have someone else's perspective and, you know, get advice and things from him that you wouldn't necessarily be able to get from somebody who hasn't played um, professional sport as well, because it's professional sport. It's a whole different game to, you know, just, um, you know, weekend sports, social sports. How much have you enjoyed being able to play in front of, family friends this time so you're in Adelaide one year then it was the hub season in Queensland where no one could go and then you miss out last year so this is your first real opportunity since back in the waves days which was a long time ago now to, yep. to, to actually play in front of people and show them what you can do on the national stage oh I'm so happy that I can play at home I've got such a great group of friends uh some of which come down for every home game um you know as you mentioned my dad he's always down there every single game um one of the first people there always to watch us warm up. So uh, I'm my sister too. I'm really grateful to be able to just have my friends and family watching because it just means so much to have them uh, to be able to come and support me, see me, you know, do what I do best, basketball, what I've worked on for my whole life. Um, so, yeah, it just I'm just so happy to be able to have them here. And it's a massive game for the team this week. The Flyers are three and two. You guys are two and three. Uh, it's already clear that Bendigo, Melbourne, and Townsville are going to be really good. Um, the, the Flyers are in that fourth spot. Does, does that make this game even more more crucial, given you're just below them on the ladder? I think so. It's um, honestly at this point of the season, every game is super important. Just because, as you saw last week, Adelaide beat the Flyers. You know anyone can beat anyone so it's such an important um game for us to just get over this little hump that we've been having recently i think um against melbourne we definitely didn't bring our best that game so it's a good opportunity for us to lift our effort levels and um really show everyone what we can do 
as, as far as the season has gone, like your three losses have been to Melbourne and Bendigo. So two losses to Melbourne, one, one to Bendigo, and they're nine and one as a combination this season. Your two wins have been against Sydney and Canberra, and they're zero and ten as a combination this season. So you've played the top teams and you've played the bottom teams. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any idea whether you're any good yet? Because you haven't really been given that that chance to play the teams that would be sitting around you. You've just played the really good ones and the, and the strugglers. I think we've shown that we do definitely have the potential to be really good when we do play well. Um, last game against Melbourne, we were neck and neck um, right at the beginning. So I think we definitely have the potential as long as we're, as a team, on the same page and um, working hard. And you wouldn't be able to shoot any worse, would you, than as a team than what you did over, over the week? It felt like everything that went up, went up just would not go in under any circumstances. Yeah, we certainly had a, sh- a tough shooting game that day, but, um, you know, I do and Ryan trust all of our shooters. They're all, that's what, you know, they're here for. Put up shots, put up three-point shots. We know they can do it. Um, so I don't have any doubts in them. I don't think Ryan does either. It was just a bad game, I think. And for, for Lynx fans or any, or any basketball fans, the opportunity to, to see Lauren Jackson live, like it's not something that people, as I said, have seen here since 2009. It's a really rare opportunity. Would you encourage everyone to get out, cheer against her, and hopefully get you, you, you girls home, but, but get the opportunity to, to see her and potentially meet her post-game because um, she is the biggest name that this sport has produced in this country? Oh, absolutely. I think any opportunity that you get, to come and watch Lauren because she's not only such an icon in Australian basketball, but she's just a lovely human being. And I think she, any opportunity you get to come and see her, you should take it. And you got some tricks up your sleeve. I'm not going to ask you well, how you're going to. Well, <laughs> is there a little something around that you might be thinking? I'm going to try this this weekend and just just see what we can do. Yeah, yeah, I might have a few things up my sleeve. <laughs> oh, that'd be true. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing the, the game this weekend. Like I say, Lauren's in town, and, and to see the Lynx uh, showing what they can do against uh, a team other than, as I said, other than the top or very bottom, it'll be, it'll be a real test to see how you are going. So thank you very much for your time. You're a terrific story filled with character, perseverance, and skill. So hopefully the trajectory remains onwards and upwards for you from here. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Dribble Podcast. Remember, you can read all of your basketball news in the West Australian newspaper and keep logging on to thewest.com.au. Thanks to Brady Manick and Jesse Edwards for their time. Thanks to the wonderful Shannon Bevan for her production work. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Dribble Podcast. <laughs>